1: Hello, disaster divas. Welcome back to the world of cataclysmic weather events and surging monsters and really circumstances that are only feeling like a shade different from our very own in these in this life and in these times. It is I, Jordan Cruciola, and I am joined by... Me, Amanda Smith. And again, I like to just dive right into it when we've got a guest. Guest, introduce yourself for us, please.
2: Hello, I am LaToya Ferguson. I am your guest for this episode. Thank you for having me. <laughs> thank you for having, thank you for joining us.
0: Thank you for and, having us.
2: Yeah, thank you,
1: exactly. Thank you for having us into your into your life, into your time. And LaToya, will you tell the folks at home what it is we will be discussing this week? Why have you joined us on this
2: day? Um, today we will be discussing the 2008 feature film Cloverfield. Woo-hoo! <laughs> Some- Big blockbuster material this
1: week. And I'm very, I, there's so much to discuss with this movie. It really was, I mean, it broke the form. It broke yeah. the form of found before footage. Before we get
0: into the history of Cloverfield, I want to know why why you picked that movie.
1: Latoya. Yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah,
0: like, let's talk a little bit about why for
2: you. Like, we talked about it a little before, but what, what was it? It can well, be a, Yeah. Well, part of it is that again, when you approached me for this, I forgot what movies were in general, so I just kind of scrambled. <laughs> it took me a bit to scramble, and I'm like, "What's a movie? What's a movie?" And then, that's why that's why I needed the list of what you had done because I forgot what movies were. So <laughs> I, I started there, and then it was between this and Mars Attacks, another movie I hadn't watched since oh, I saw it. Good and idea, though. Maybe next time. Next time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I chose Cloverfield, which I did see in the theaters when it came out. Uh, I remember seeing the, the little teaser trailer before Transformers, because back in the day, you remember when you used to go out to movies, you guys? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Remember,
0: theaters.
2: God. Remember, people. The Adorable. a
0: bunch of strangers. Oh, Adorable
2: my God. times. Uh-huh.
0: Breathe shared air. It was weird.
2: <laughs> the good old days. So I was hyped for that. I remember in the lead up to it, I never was like so invested in like the little ARG thing where it's like, here's the mystery behind Cloverfield because I was dumb and I didn't know what you had to do to basically unlock the things. But like- (laughs) Me neither, me neither. I I never knew, like there's password, like how do you find out the password to this? Um, (laughs) But but I did like a lot of reading at the time after the fact and I'm like, oh, okay, that's interesting. And I I do remember seeing the movie with like a group of friends. um, This was when I was in college. And like me and one of my friends, we like love the movie. And then there was another one, like person who just like fucking hated it. And she's like, You, know like, you barely even saw the monster. And we're like, that's the point.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and then and then Future Godzilla came along and was like, You want to talk about barely seeing the monster? <laughs> you Cloverfield <laughs> setting setting a new bar for that. So now I and, and obviously for TJ Miller is also why you suggested this movie. Obviously. <laughs>
2: I get it, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I forgot he was in this feature film. Uh, I basically just put it on. I like. I vaguely remember people who were in the movie. Of course, Lizzie Kaplan. I could never forget that she was never, in the feature yeah, film. never forget. Uh, never. But I was so pleasantly surprised to see so many of the actors in this movie I mean, 2008 was the last time Jessica Lucas could start a film, apparently. Uh, we had Odette. Unfortunately so.
1: You know, I, 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 I love her. Jessica Lucas, wherever she is, I rewatched the 2013 Evil Dead
2: recently and was like, Jessica Lucas, more. Jessica Lucas rocks. Uh, Odette Annabelle Nieuwsman. Uh, yep, she yep. star. Which I, I love her and I will watch her in anything, honestly. she <laughs> She's so good. Uh, we've got Mike Vogel, a white man uh (laughs) you've got uh michael stahl david also a white man uh mike mike vogel was like a go-to white man for a while at the the point and you know i I love that for him i really do. they were both
0: both guys who could wear button-down shirts and look like they had gotten it just straight from abercrombie it was really perfect
2: yeah and just looking at the credits just like party goers, or random party goer. It was like Th- Theo Rossi, uh, Lisa Lepera, apparently like Baron Vaughn's one of the party goers. The lead singer of Yellow Card is a party goer. <laughs> <Jarlene> <laughs> Yee oh wait, is you're talking about Ryan
3: key? key? Oh, Ryan yeah. Key was a... Oh, uh, Just so everyone knows, Ryan Key, uh, uh, Yellow Card uh, frontman, just uh, want to throw that out, Ryan Key Love. Oh, okay. Former Yellow
2: Card frontman, because Yellow wow. Card... They retired. Up, and I was at uh, their final tour.
3: Oh, Hell,
2: okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just can't can't leave it the one time that that was well, jumping what? in early. Yeah,
3: I know. I, wow. I was I was planning on jumping in early just to let people know they can watch this on Showtime or rent it on Prime, just to sort of add that right off the top. Uh, but I I managed to hear Yellow Card, and that made my entire um, <laughs> sort of Spidey
2: sense go off.
3: Priority change.
2: Jesus. I mean, if you want to talk about Yellow Card, I can always talk about Yellow Card.
3: <laughs> uh, yeah, I want to talk about Yellow Card actually. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Okay, okay, but though, wait, would you care to, would you, for our summary segment,
2: LaToya, would you like to tell us what Cloverfield is about? Would you like to tell us all what Cloverfield's about? Ah, uh, Cloverfield. Well, apparently, according to every description of the film and review, it's about hipsters because in 2008, no one knew what the word hipster meant. Yep, so, yep.
1: I, 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 I abused, widely misunderstood term hip, hipsters. Yeah, yeah. I, kept, I kept
2: seeing that word. I'm like, they just seem kind of normal to me, honestly. Truly, really, Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, a hipster would never have hung out with HUD. Let's be real.
2: Uh, well, no, they didn't want to hang out with HUD, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, Cloverfield is about a, a group of friends who, unfortunately, end up in the middle of a huge uh, catastrophe. That yeah, catastrophe from a big, uh, creepy praying mantis monster thingy yes. mm-hmm. descending yeah. upon New York City,
1: yeah. and. You know, it's it, and then you know military intervention at a certain point. Much running through the city, the subway is involved. Sub creatures that fall off of the larger creature, creating a double monster disaster. And yeah. what is the like operation Hammer Drop? Is that the Hammer main? Drop? Yeah. Hammer Drop is that dropping the, the hammer? Yeah. So yeah. I, I really like there. that as a military code name. I, I it's like well, let's just dispense with all subtlety. That's exactly what is going to happen. There's going to be like nuclear hammers dropping on Manhattan in a certain amount of time, and we're gonna follow our protagonists until they get to the end of their journey, whether that means rescue or death,
0: so. Which is how you know, by the way, Operation Hammer Drop being the name is how you know that Cloverfield wasn't picked as the name of the movie until what, right before release, because it could have just as easily been Operation Cloverfield, and that would have explained so much. Right. In, in like but no, it's Operation Hammer Drop. Everything and nothing yeah operation
1: operation cloverfield um so where like how how does our reality index begin then because there's there's always the there's always the w- with a very credible movie there's always the the thing to get past of like all right these movies generally do a good job of working with their own universes so how do we want to break into this for cloverfield like you said hipsters already not really the reality of the situation so i think we can
2: myth bust that right out of the gate yeah. They, what was hipstery about any of them? Any of them. They, they lived in
0: lower like, Manhattan.
2: They that seemed quite it.
1: normy. Like it was, there was nothing even excessively cool about any of these people.
0: No, one of them was going to become a vice president. You, <laughs> have it. you can't have a hipster vice president. That's just not, that's not rules. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's against the rules. Uh, I it mean, absolutely is literally like, Beth uh, Odette uh, Annabelle's character is just—I guess she comes from a rich family, and she, yeah, she's the one who doesn't live in the same neighborhood as them. But I don't—I yeah. don't see the hipsters. I don't see them. No, no. I no. mean, if you're thinking about Manhattan in 2008, the hipsters
0: lived in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. In 2008, where they were living in Lower Manhattan, that's where all the finance bros lived because <laughs> that was adjacent to all the finance district. And well, this that would have been very. Pre, this would have been pre the crash. And that so, would have been very recent to your time
1: in New York, correct, yeah. Amanda? As yeah, in I graduated
0: least. in 07. So yes. this would have been, like, so this comes out in 2008. This would have been prime, like, so many finance douche bros. Oh, because it was right before the collapse. Right before the that crash. So this is, this is Wolf of Wall Street hired by, like, this is prime Wolf of Wall Street era kind of, oh. or um, not Wolf of Wall Street, what was it? Oh, uh, the other forgettable one. <laughs> Christian Bale plays drums and hates women. Margot robbie's in a bathtub.
3: Oh, that's Leonardo DiCaprio, Big Wolf short. of Wall Street. Or wait, no, Big, Big Short. Joel. Yeah, there we go, Big Short. Big I was short. like, wait, Margot, yeah. Margot Robbie
0: <laughs> I was like, you're American Big Psycho. Like,
1: I, I, I totally like, oh, forgot
3: man, that Margot Robbie was in a bathtub in that movie.
0: Yeah, that, I I just remember seeing, being like, oh, this is the only time we're gonna get a woman in this movie, and she's in a bathtub. Way to really exemplify the 2008 financial district. Um, (laughs) But yeah, so they're not hipsters. They're definitely, like, they're financial bros and, like, maybe occasionally cosplaying as artists.
2: But, Uh, like, yeah. yeah. I'm really not. though, they weren't, like, financial douches, because that would have been really inseparable to watch throughout this. Oh, yeah. We would have lost empathy immediately. Yeah. Yeah.
0: No, like he's a vice president, but we never get the sense that he's going to be a vice president and he's also obnoxious. So we're like how he he feels very much like he got a vice president by by accident or by winning a lottery or something. Yeah. How do we yeah. feel about
1: the panic factor of the movie? I I feel like this movie does it's cuz like right off the bat when when creature is breaking out in the city, there's the immediate like is this, is this 9-11 again? Like, I, I felt like the tying in, that to me felt like not a grotesque, but an appropriate scene setting way to approach how these people would react to the the earthquake, the impact, the oh my God, like this is still, it's, it's a couple years out, but it's still a fresh wound for the city. So I felt like I didn't feel shitty about them capitalizing on, oh my God, is this 9-11? Because sometimes it comes up in movies mm. and you're like, did hey, we really need to make this a 9-11 thing? But like, the proximity of terror attack, like if I felt an earthquake in Los Angeles, obviously be like, well, that's an earthquake. But if I felt an earthquake in New York City, where that's not necessarily par for the course, and I was only a couple years removed from this cataclysmic incident, I was like, okay, I, I don't feel like we're just pandering right now. That that felt that felt acceptable to me.
2: Yeah, I think it's definitely still like the culture of a time where yeah. it makes sense that they would react that way, and they take it very seriously in asking that too. It's not yeah. like. Oh, another 9/11. It's they're really genuinely just baffled by what's going on, yeah. and then they are horrified by what they see. Yeah, yeah,
0: and, and if, they do a nice yeah, and it, they do a nice job of like immediately right off the bat, you just you get a sense of scale of how huge it feels. So yeah. it's not like you're gonna watch it and be like, oh, what you thought that was gonna be? That's a 9/11. Like no, there's things start blowing. You get a huge explosion immediately of the t- the oil tanker, and then it starts hitting the buildings that just takes you right into it. And then once you get the Statue of Liberty ahead, which is just- I mean, that was, just- a, that was an excellent flourish. That was
1: a wonderful choice. I mean, it it made for an, an amazing piece of iconography right off the bat with this movie where they had really, for a, to a point, gambled on the marketing, where they were like, we are gonna obscure this as much as possible and just, you know, J.J. Box's whole mystery box deal. This is still in like, we're still in prime time lost era at this moment. And so this is this is really JJ operating. I feel like in his most weaponized form in terms of mystery boxing.
2: Mm-hmm. It's before everyone's gotten uh, completely tired of his bag of tricks. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. We hadn't seen inside the bag yet, and decided like,
1: no, no, we're we're good for this for a while. But I I really it's it's like hard for it's it's not hard. I enjoyed watching this movie again in the context of 2020 because my brain is so wired by being very online and I was an online person at the time in 2008, but not to like the proliferation of social media and social platforms. Like the way like the monster can stay obscured for as long as it can in this movie, because we do not have the additional element of a million people tweeting about it as they're seeing it. And like fucking Twitch live streaming, whatever they can it like. A lot of it feels 12 years ago feels like a fucking lifetime, but it feels like technologically and existentially even more lifetimes ago just compared to how plugged in we are at the time. Like I, I really appreciated the isolation and the isolated quality of this movie in a way that I just feel like wouldn't really apply anymore because we can watch things unfold in real time from such a composite 360 perspective.
2: Yeah, I think uh, the lack of technology really helps. I think that helps a lot of storytelling, obviously. Yeah. Um, when I was watching this, I was just like, "Is this like a normcore monster movie?" Because <laughs> I I love that. <laughs> like, yeah, mumblecore monster movie. I'm like, this is. I want more of this. Oh yeah,
0: it's I, like this. This is just shy of a, of a of a 500 Days of Summer romance. It just happens to be the yeah. thing that's
2: keeping them apart
0: isn't each other. It's the monster.
2: <laughs> I mean, like the whole time I'm watching, I'm like, I, I don't know why more people didn't hate this. I love this, but I don't know why more <laughs> people didn't hate this.
1: <laughs> I, I love the idea just that there should be a cap on monster movies. It's like it can't be set after 2010. Yeah just for the purposes of, like, technological restrictions, being like, no, 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 guys. Unless you're going to make it a really good part of the plot, like, you're going to make Twitter and Instagram a really good part of the plot, we actually need to stop the monster movie cutoff at 2010 so we can just excise all of that expectation from, like, world awareness of what's going on. Well, what is it? There's not... There's not an attempt to, like, obfuscate what happened with the monster. Is there... Like, I'm trying to... Like, like a
0: government... Yeah, because like, no, they show the, like, yeah, I, I they think show they, it. they show it. They say, like, there's a creature. They do, it. they don't, they don't, the, the news, New York One definitely has, is running footage of it.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I was trying to remember, like, for some reason, I just, I had been sitting with it, and then I was like, wait, they, at the, I was thinking, like, there wasn't some button at the very end where they were like, and then the government pretended it never happened, but we had been broadcasting it on the news very loudly throughout. No, that was
0: end. underwater.
1: That was, yeah, no, and that was what, (laughs) that's what, that's what, that's what infected, that's what incepted my mind, was like, did they try to pull an underwater with this? But they did not, they did not.
2: They were pretty uh, transparent on this one, because it's kind of impossible not to be, the the way that that the monster levels Manhattan. Right. Just just absolutely destroys. And this is where I'll come in with my fun fact.
1: I was able to, I interviewed the creature designer For this movie, I interviewed him for another one, for another movie you should very much watch. It's called Sweetheart, and it is from director J.D. Dillard, and it's great. Um, And Neville uh, did the creatures for both of those movies, and um, we talked about Cloverfield a bit in our interview for that one, and he said that when he was conceiving of the monster, like, this guy comes with a whole world approach when he does creature design like the intentions of them the backstory of them every detail of them even if they just look like embellishments plays like a biologically like as much as he can create a biologically real role for every feature on on a creature he does so and so what he had decided when he was making the cloverfield creature he he was like this might not necessarily be how how jj and and everybody else involved in the production viewed the monster he's like but in my creating it in you know the intention behind it to me this was a baby monster that had risen from the sea and was afraid And was crashing its way scared through Manhattan because it didn't know what was going on or where it was. And so it was more, it was not a maliciously, it was not a creature of malicious intent. It was a creature of pure confusion. And also for a sense of scale, he was conceiving of this as the baby monster. So allowing you to just imagine, you know, for for the purposes of your own fun, what the actual mature matured mother version of this monster would look like and how big that would be by comparison. Basically just walking through and stomping on the biggest buildings in Manhattan, like that kind of war of the world scale. Yikes. Which I think is a very fun tidbit of information that I was very excited to share.
0: I know, I love that. I, I remember, I think I remember reading, reading about that. And reading about the idea of it as a baby monster, which makes its flailing so much better because it really does like walk through Manhattan like it doesn't know where to put its limbs. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I enjoy that and aspect see. of it of being like, I don't know where my legs go. It reminds me of a baby giraffe in a lot of ways, and I enjoy that. Um, yeah. <laughs> but also makes like the even smaller monsters that hang off of it even more horrifying. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's, I, I do, I do love. Like, the creature design, I love the absolute just weird insectiness of it that they yeah. didn't even try to go for, like, horrifying monster. It just looks like if you magnify a really gross bug.
1: Uh-huh, uh-huh. If I ever talk to Neville again, I will ask him about the uh, base inspiration for that aquatic insect. Where did, oh, it, where did it begin?
0: I imagine, like, sea, sea
2: spiders. Those things are horrifying. Uh well, I kind of know the origin for the monster based on like all the mystery box games. Would you, if I can yes. remember enough, it's basically that the monster was much smaller under the sea. Uh-huh, and, uh-huh. and, but basically it was growing because there was like this uh, sea nectar under like underground that was kind of like a steroid that was making it larger. Okay. okay. Meanwhile, sure. uh, the company that makes JJ uh, Abrams' Slush Show, which is like part of like multiple universes, right. they were also getting that sea nectar basically. They were drilling for that to make their products addictive. Ah. And then eventually they drill and like take away all the sea nectar, and that's what pisses off the monster. Sure. Okay. That is
0: how that happens.
2: Yeah, well, okay. Thank and
0: you. And I'm so I'm glad, glad you've, you've dug that. into that this. Is amazing. Yes.
2: And Rob like whole going to be a VP in Japan. It was going to be for the company that like made Slusho because uh, the founder of Slusho might have killed a few uh, too many people who knew the truth about what happened.
1: So Rob is gonna die regardless. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm.
1: Rob Rob is now complicit in yeah. a international, in a in a multinational corporation scam. Okay, got it.
0: Wow. Oh. Okay, so this so this ties in with what my new headcanon is. Um, And I'm sorry, LaToya, because you haven't seen Underwater, and I'm going to spoil some stuff right now. (laughs) But I know that Cloverfield, the Cloverfield universe, Mm -hmm. involves, like, the potential of parallel universes, right? Right, right. Because that's where some of these things are coming from. That's the whole nightmare of a Cloverfield paradox. Yeah. In (laughs) my head, I haven't seen any of the other ones. I had no interest whatsoever. But I know that John Gallagher Jr. was in one of them.
1: The second one.
3: That one slaps.
0: Yeah, hold yeah, on. Ten Cloverfield Lane.
3: Lane's incredible, Amanda. I, I cannot believe you I saying you have no interest. Aliens, but
0: she doesn't like I'm aliens. I'm not gonna see it.
3: And it's a scary movie. Amanda, so little of the movie is aliens. So it's like <laughs> I don't ten care. minutes.
0: I know they're there. I know that they're there. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I'm so, just okay. not gonna do it. Monster so is distinct from
1: alien though. Yes. Okay. So cause like this is an this, alien monster, but this doesn't be, upset
0: no, you. But this don't be ridiculous, because this isn't this can't exist, but aliens are real. Oh, okay. (laughs) But it came from space. No, it didn't. It came from the depths of the earth. No, no, no.
1: There's the footage at the end where they're on Covey Island.
0: uh -uh. They're on Covey Island and it falls from the sky. It's a satellite that wakes up the monster. All right. Right? Am I right? Back me up on this. You're correct. All right. Thank you. Thank you. No, I specifically, so Jordan, I specifically, a friend of mine was an assistant editor for for JJ Abrams. Ah. And he was working on Cloverfield and it was coming out. And I, I was like, Matt, you don't, I know you can't tell me anything, you can't NDA anything, right. but I have a serious alien phobia. Oh, okay, in okay. the event that I wanted to see Cloverfield, mm-hmm. would this be a problem for me? Got it. And he was like,
2: No, you'll be fine. <laughs> okay. Okay. Got it. Got it. All right. Wow. Well, I can't believe that, uh, Matt Reeves, director of Cloverfield and the Batman, <laughs> told you that. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first everyone
0: yeah, the
1: things amanda knows about the batman yeah, wait the but I, I interrupted your grand unified theory
0: oh yeah so anyway so okay so we know that he's so we've got john gallagher jr this movie has t.j chambers um so, t.j miller th- yeah whatever his name is yeah. <laughs> t.j miller thank you who's t.j chambers
1: i have no fun. no idea I have oh, no. Follows
0: me on Twitter. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's like I don't know even what portmanteau that just stemmed from. No
0: one who follows me on Twitter. <laughs> anyway, um, so we got. Shouts out to you, TJ Chambers,
1: <laughs> special appearance on the pod. Uh, One.
0: This is how I get the listeners reeled in: is I accidentally <laughs> confuse them with notably horrible stand-up comics. <laughs> so both of them are in this in my head. Underwater is linked in because these are people that have been pulled in from the alternate universe to work at this site so that no one knows they're missing if they die. Uh
1: Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh.
0: And the Cloverfield Monster. Remember how when we watched Underwater, I was like, "This is basically the Cloverfield Monster." It even has things that hang off of it. This is an alternate universe Cloverfield Monster. It's all part of the same universe. And yeah, the, the, the deep sea, the, the
1: the the sub the sub monsters in Underwater were very Cloverfield esque. They're, they're long, Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I, yeah, I hear and that. We don't know that the final form of the Cloverfield Baby Monster doesn't end up looking like Davy Jones from Davy Jones Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> All I'm saying is that the drilling operation was the slusho drilling operation. The monster that they woke up was a bigger form of the final form of the Cloverfield monster. This is all in universe. And that suddenly makes me like underwater a lot more. It's, Done. it's so retroactively, possibly I'm up. I'm upping my number for underwater retroactively because of Cloverfield because it deserves it. Well, and no, what, it didn't at the time. It
1: it does, especially with its alternate ending that I consider the ending of record now.
2: Um, <laughs> Hell yeah. But it, I have to see this just so I can decide which one of you is right. You do have
0: to see it. You know,
1: you will be the arbiter. Yeah, yeah, you will be. You will be the arbiter. Me and Jason have weighed in. We're, she's already outnumbered, but if we get get her three to one, or perhaps end in a tie, it's going to be very. This is important. Suddenly. Yeah. <laughs> but it okay.
0: Yeah. But, like okay, I, I've got. Do sorry, you have no. more? No, I was going to say going back to the reality index, I was going to go to something totally different because my mind's all over the place today. No,
1: I was just going to say, even if you don't know it, I'm sure there's an entire message board devoting to laying out exactly what you just said in like the dig, like dig through the J.J.'s mystery universe out there online.
0: So unfortunately, they're two different production cut. Co- I looked up to see who released them, and this was, and Underwater was 20th Century, and this was Paramount, I think. So clearly. Oh, this, yeah, Oh, yeah, that's true. That's true. So this bridges, uh, not just <laughs> universes, but also it bridges studios. Possibly a bigger, perhaps a bigger
1: credit to the interwoven nature of the mystery stretching across studio lines. But yes, the reality index, go.
0: Do you guys think realistically, do we think that uh, Lily would have actually been engaged to Jason
2: or was she engaged to Jason because she couldn't date Rob? Oh, that is a good question. That is a good question. Watching this I was like She's in love with Rob, right?
0: Yeah, right? Yes. She is way too invested in this going away party being perfect. And it's not because she's a perfectionist.
2: (laughs) Yeah. And that speech about how you're going to be my brother. No, she's in love with him. She's in love Mm. with him.
1: Yeah. So then point of reality, is Rob really all that? Oh, no, absolutely not. (laughs) Yeah. Like Lily. Yeah. Is it really realistic that Lily's after this guy? Jessica Lucas. Amazing. Annabelle. Annabelle, Odette Annabelle, uh, like you said, they, Yustman uh, is at the end, like they're professing their love for one another. Like is, is is, is this guy really landing those women? I don't, I don't think so. I mean, he's insane. a VP now. <laughs> yeah. And it's true. It's because
2: true. It
0: killed everybody above him.
2: <laughs> <laughs> he I mean, he's going to be the, the fall guy.
0: Yeah. He, he has the hair of a guy who in 2008 would have had a lot of women. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. But no, they're both like both he and his brother are very like uh, very adequate, just sort of
2: uncooked toaster strudels. <laughs> I mean, if I have to choose between them, I think I would choose Jason though, and not Rob. So I don't really, yeah, like
0: aesthetically or personality wise. Aesthetically. Oh, okay.
1: okay.
0: Yes, yes, absolutely that. Well, and isn't Lizzie
1: Kaplan at the party with TJ Miller? No,
0: no, no. That's that's the whole thing. Is that that's the whole thing? Like, honestly, to me, the biggest nightmare of this isn't that there's a monster, but that you're stuck trying to survive the apocalypse with T.J. Miller. Like, that's <laughs> – and, and he and he has a crush on you, and you don't want him to.
2: Yeah. That I, is very realistic. I feel terrible for her because she's, like, stuck with these people she barely knows. Yeah. And, and she, like, kept trying to leave, and, yeah. and she dies. She explodes yeah, because she's stuck with these people she, she barely, barely knows. Explodes. As a very realistic, very realistic in a
1: metatextual sense that it would go this way because Liz- Lizzie Kaplan does and has always deserved
2: better. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but Entirely really-
2: believable that it would go this way. It is a gnarly death, honestly. Oh. oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: And yeah. she does a great job. She sells that. She sells the bug sickness.
0: Oh, my God. Because she, mean, she's <laughs> got it I like that. Hands down the most shocking, when I saw it at the time, the most shocking moment in that movie.
2: Well, no, she's the only, yeah. She was
0: the only one who had a name. Yeah. <laughs> like, damn. I, yeah. I couldn't even tell the two brothers apart. I remember why like I could not tell the difference between them while I watched it in theaters. I rem, the only character I was like, I know who this person is, is the girl from freaks and geeks. Mm.
2: That's it. <laughs> Yeah, I definitely went into it knowing Jessica Lucas and Odette uh Useman, but like and also Lizzie Kaplan, but like Lizzie Kaplan was definitely the name of the three. Yeah,
0: so.
1: yeah, yeah. She was I'm r re- i remember like when I became aware of a cast in this movie, it was like, oh, Lizzie Kaplan. It was like Lizzie Kaplan plus some, but Lizzie was Lizzie was kind of the headliner in this sense. They really drew Barry Mordas on that one.
0: Yeah, then they yeah. blew her up with bug venom or whatever.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: I love the moment in
1: a I love the moment in a disaster movie when the man insert man has to plead with the military, the police, etc to like go save a person. And it's like, I don't feel like it would be the I don't feel like you'd have to convince anybody to let you go. It would just be like, it's your ass, man. like, fine. run back into the run back into the alien invasion. um, we're gonna do our jobs here. like <laughs> good luck, dude, good.
2: Go find her. I mean, yeah, that basically is what uh, they say. Yeah. And it works. Yeah. And I will say, I will speak to the reality of going across town to save Odette Usman. I would also <laughs> do that.
0: Uh,
1: yeah. yeah no, I, I too. too. Yeah. Guy definitely. Like it, it, at that moment, it's a good character moment for him. Cause it's like, you should, you personally should like, you've assessed the situation and this is the right set of values. If Get out. If,
0: if you're her death call, I think that you have to go because that's like a pretty- Good point. It, 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 wasn't, it wasn't Ben Feldman. She didn't <laughs> death call Ben Feldman. I would death call Ben Feldman. <laughs> <laughs> but she one did the, not.
2: One of the things I was reading it was about like Ben Feldman's character. It's like, oh, he just like drove, drove back to his like family's home in we and He's alive. <laughs> <laughs> that's great.
0: That is great. Congrats to Ben he, Feldman for living. Ben Feldman survived the apocalypse. Good for him.
1: Yeah. You're, you would have made the right choice, Amanda. You would have picked the guy who survived the apocalypse.
0: Yeah, absolutely I would have. I would have picked the the sort of scrawny Jewish guy. That's not surprising. Yeah. He he would get out of the city just because he's like, well, I just don't like, oh, something blew up over there. Oh, it's going to be so hard for me to get around town for the next couple of days. I'm just getting out of town. I'm just getting out of town. <laughs> Like, he would use that as an excuse to go home and do his laundry. Um, and I would be, like, right there in the passenger seat, ready to go home and see his, his mom, who doesn't really like me. <laughs> she would do his laundry, not yours. Oh, yeah. No, it would be what, she can't do your laundry for you? What, it would become a whole thing. <laughs> but, <laughs> about how I'm not doing his laundry, and why are we here? Because I'm not doing his laundry. And not because <laughs> there's a monster in Manhattan. It's because right,
2: no. he's not doing his laundry.
1: Oh. Wow, it, I, the, I want the... Like, she, I want the webisode of, of Ben Feldman making it home to Weehawken. (laughs) I, I, that's a great point about the death call. That's actually like a trope that totally exists that I hadn't thought of in such specific terms in, in this thing we talk about so much in disaster movies is man, when you're the death call, are you obligated? Are you obligated to go?
0: Yeah, you are right. I think you are, like, my snap
1: reaction is you kind of are. Like, you're, you're obligated to go if you're the death, unless you, like, hate that person. Like, if you like that, if you actually like that person, if that person is, like, actually, you know, is a, a, a warm person in your life, it's kind of like, fuck, I really was gonna get out of here. But I'm the death call, so I've gotta <laughs> I've gotta turn back. I'm imagining, like, somebody being like, no, you'll never make it in time. Like, she's dead, don't go. And you just you just go... I'm the death call, though, and they're like, "Gosh, shit, you're right, you're right, you're the death call. We gotta go. We gotta help him out. We we gotta help our friend out."
2: Yeah, I just the the one moment in the movie where I didn't find uh, T.J. Miller's HUD insufferable, and he's like, "All this running," and I'm like, "Yeah, I know. I would I would be dead immediately. Not even from like being attacked by a monster, but just like I'd be I'd have to stop running if like debris would fall on my head or something."
0: do yeah i i think i think that there's many moments as move around like no i would just this is the point where i'd be done because like okay i gotta walk through the subway tunnels which are dark Mm -hmm. absolutely not no that would be i would be like well this is my i live in this i live in the spring street subway yeah this is my home
1: now i'm one of the mythic subway people now
0: the mole people there's a whole book on that i read a whole (laughs) book and then when i was in college and then every time i was on the subway i was like looking for the mole people i did not see them um But yeah, no, that, I would not, I, I I agree about the running thing. When they were like, we have to go 39 flights of stairs to go rescue probably dead Beth. I was like, yeah.
2: no. i like, I'll, I'll wait for you guys or something. Yeah, but
0: like, she's your girl, dude. So she didn't death call I, me. I'm not the death call. Yeah. yeah.
2: meanwhile Jessica Lucas is like I'll come with you because I'm in love with you I'll help you save another girl
0: (laughs) yeah in heels in my sensible kitten heel her
2: poor heel she didn't get to change her shoes they should have looted some shoes for her I do appreciate the immediate looting oh the immediate
0: looting with the like random electronics store was so perfect and so New York um,
2: because they they see them everything that's happening you're like oh shit looting's not gonna help we're all gonna die (laughs) 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 the only thing the only change i would
0: have made to that is that they still would have kept looting because honestly like if i'm gonna die potentially if there's a chance i can get out of town i'm taking a flat screen (laughs) they should have is that satisfying as as retail therapy
1: if looting is as or more satisfying than like shopping away your feelings yeah seems great Yeah. yeah it seems like fun like it really like buying shit. It's it's unfortunate about being unemployed and uh, not having income in that way. That uh, that th- buying things really does make you feel better. Yeah, and I guess stealing them, maybe even more exciting. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not advocating for it. I'm saying there's clearly there's clearly an appeal.
2: I'm advocating for looting now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> in, in such a scenario, when you got a sea monster attack in your city, loot away. Don't forget yeah. to loot a flashlight for when you go to the subway. Loot yeah. a better camera too, while you're at it. Like, just what if like they upgraded to like a four K camera? Yeah. yeah, 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 get, was, yeah.
1: Get top of the line technology to take us through the rest of this. You're chronicling history right now. The least you could do is have a better camera on in your hands.
0: I, I did. I, I do agree. Absolutely. Always loot a flashlight. Like lo- a flashlight and grab some batteries for yourself. That's yeah. the best thing you can loot in a pan. In, in, in I almost said in a pandemic.
2: because That's just my off, like immediate <laughs> yeah.
0: praise place now that I go. We've got to loot against the pandemic. Got to, well, I mean, you know, you might as well. Hey.
2: I mean, it's like all the people who stock up on guns in a pandemic. What are you going to shoot? <laughs> do, yeah, like, do the yeah. virus. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Corona doesn't care.
0: Having, having, having dated someone whose brother stockpiled guns, I can tell you what he was planning on shooting, and it was never good. It was. It was, <laughs> it was, was, it was never a problem. It was just other people as a broad, general statement. It's horrifying. Yeah, yeah. I was just like, "What do you what? like?" It was genuinely the way that like people stockpile guns is like, "Oh, because there could be a zombie apocalypse." Is essentially the is the footnote on this. You're just like, "What?" You're a bad person, though. <laughs> Bottom line, you're <laughs> a bad person. Yeah. But yeah, the um, the 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 looting was great. I, I appreciated like so much of what felt the fact that there were just it felt like manhattan for the most part and i like okay. that like i like I that aspect of it i love that they end up like next to a random sephora because there's so many sephoras in new york yeah. <laughs> They're like we there's didn't even so mean to,
1: we didn't even mean for this to be in the shot this is just That's there's just too just many there.
0: sephoras to avoid it it's really true like there's so many sephoras it's gotten worse <laughs> in the last 10 years too where i'm just like why are there so new york doesn't need this much makeup it just <laughs> doesn't but there's like a, the density of sephoras is akin to what the density of like of Starbucks were a few back in the early 2000s. Mm-hmm.
1: You I like just, the that, they've, that they've lapped Starbucks in ubiquity. They kind
0: of have. There's <laughs> just so many. There's so many Sephora. Like maybe they've closed a few, but there was a little while there where I'd gone back to New York and I was looking for one because I'd forgotten something at home. And it was just, they were like every three blocks that felt like there was a Sephora that I could choose from.
1: Well, then clearly Sephora representation lands in the
2: reality index yeah. with a I do like the idea that it just ended up in the shot and wasn't really part of anything because it's not like they were looting the Sephora. Right.
0: Right, which uh, they should have been. That's some quality quality shit you can resell. That's the key with looting, by the way, is you gotta find the stuff that you can resell because it's not stamped with an individually registered SKU. Because that's the stuff that can't be (laughs) trusted. Is that That the move? That's the move. I might have had a a game plan in place back when I lived at my old apartment. I used to live around the corner from, like, in Beverly Hills, around the corner from, like, all the department stores. Uh And for a little while, my game plan was, like, okay, if if the big one hits, boyfriend, you're going to go run to the grocery store down the street, and you're going to loot the grocery store. You're going to go loot the Vons and get water and stuff. I'm going to go up the block to Barney's, and I'm going to grab all the luxury goods I can take that aren't individually registered, so that if we need to barter, we can. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is why,
1: I mean, Amanda should really, Amanda, for anybody who knows her out there, should probably be your death call. Um, I will Amanda, say, well,
3: though, if if no. the world's in that bad of a shape, how much is a diamond necklace going to get you, really? Like, no one's, the, the market, the supply and demand suddenly goes exactly the opposite right there, I feel like.
0: No, <laughs> oh, no, no, no. First of all, remember with um, God, the one where the Earth travels, Earth, Earth, story? Wandering Earth. No, 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 not the Earth. The one the Earth girl goes through, earth catastrophe. Oh, earth catastrophe, right, right, yeah. That guy, there was the bad guy in earth catastrophe, just wanted $100,000 in cash. Yeah. So people are dumb in the first group. <laughs> in an apocalypse, people are still gonna be like, I want the dumb, expensive thing. I mean, when covid was oh, we walking down, me. everybody was getting
1: water, and it was like, guys, the grid is not going. That's not what we're dealing with here. Like, toilet so paper... Many- I get, okay, I guess, but calm down, but you don't need to be stockpiling
0: water right now. And yet it was the reflex. I had so many coworkers who were like, I had a, we had a whole conversation at work where I'd be like, guys, I promise water will still come out of the tap. And they did yeah. not, they were like, no, no one will be there to turn it on. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. how do you think water comes out?" what? <laughs> that was I met every day the water gnomes, turn on the water for us. <laughs> wow. Yeah, they were worried. <laughs> I, had, I, had a coworker, like, I had multiple coworkers who were like legit worried about whether or not there would be water access. And like it'll, it will be fine. Like you should have water because of earthquakes, but no.
1: Perhaps what we don't see enough of in Cloverfield is people running with water. Then knowing, knowing how they react it, in a, in the most quiet version of panic, which I think is what we saw playing out at the beginning of our year of pandemic, uniquely here in the United States. Uh, was I maybe there just should have been more people with large shares of water running through the street?
0: Yeah, there was a general like lack of, other than the group, the little looting thing. It felt like there weren't a lot of people in the city once, other than military, once yeah. we got past the Brooklyn Bridge sequence. Yeah. Did you guys also feel that? Like it felt like suddenly the city became empty? Mm
2: hmm. Mm hmm. I agree. I feel like just a lot of people were killed, honestly, because okay. the monster was doing this all in one fell swoop, a lot of this, like, people weren't surviving. Mm-hmm. That's why, yeah, okay. like, the military are so surprised when they find survivors coming in, The fo- like, the four of them. Yeah,
0: I mean, yeah, that makes sense. Because, yeah, I just, I, I, I think there's no bodies, there's no people, it really, but you're right, It they would have just kinda, it would have just taken people out completely, and yeah, it just, would you guys have
2: gone into the subway tunnels? I would have, I would not have made it. I, but I would have been dead by that point. <laughs> I, I know myself. I would Would you, would you have made it
0: to Brooklyn Bridge? Like at what point are we talking that we lose Latoya? Is it Brooklyn Bridge? Like, where, right, that's where, a good question. Where, I might. Where are we losing you? I might die before the looting starts.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think we, we may have already had this conversation on the pod, but I'm forgetting, but I, I have a handful of friends who definitely are of the school of thought where like, Oh, zombie apocalypse hits, and they're like, "I'm jumping off a bridge. I'm not. I don't want to try. I don't want to try. If 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 this is the new world order and it's zombie apocalypse, I don't actually want to try and survive in that world. I'm I'm gonna kill myself when it starts because I'm I'm not that I'm not cut out for it. I I think I would try and live. I'm pretty sure I would try and live. I wouldn't be like I'm hanging it up. Just stand under the foot of the monster, jump off a bridge, like." Let a zombie eat me. I, I think I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try and fight.
2: I, mean, I don't try. I don't
0: know how much it would succeed. <laughs> <laughs> but you'd at least put in it, you'd put in a little bit of an effort. You wouldn't immediately be like, well, bye guys. Yeah. This was fun time Earth. Bye. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I yeah, I would, you, would you go
1: into the subway? Would I? Yeah.
0: Um no. Okay, I don't have a flashlight. I don't like the dark. Like I'm a right. coward. No. I, okay, I might, once I'm down in the subway, like, in the, in the station, probably I would be like, like, we gotta get somewhere, Yeah. Um, but I might instead, I personally would probably be like, okay, I know that she was your death call, but this Spring Street line can take me across to Brooklyn, Yeah. so I'm gonna walk, and like, it's underwater, so there's a pretty good chance it's not gonna step on us, mm-hmm. I would probably... The argue, I would be the asshole arguing to go the other way, which would end in my death because of all the monsters coming from that direction. Right, all the baby monsters, all the tiny all the like parasite monsters. monsters. Yeah. yeah, so in in that movie, because I'm like the, the asshole being like, no, I'm not going with you guys. What are we doing sacrificing ourselves for this girl that like is get, probably dead anyway? And yeah. also she wore a gold sequin dress to her like side pieces party. She seems, <laughs> she seems, she seems like she sucks. <laughs> I would then take off and as like the Leslie Nielsen of the group I would then have to end up wrestling like anger wrestling a bunch of these monsters and die Right but
1: Attempting yeah, to was... assault people along the way as well yeah. if you're going to be the Leslie Nielsen of it
0: I mean I'm just saying like in terms of I would be that heel of like that would be my role which would suck because I would have good intentions and honestly Beth probably should be dead like she had Rebar <laughs> yeah. <she> <laughs> through her shoulder and then they pulled her off and like she had a big gaping hole in her shoulder yeah. that wasn't gushing blood. That was pretty <laughs> bad. It like was that, pretty bad. You're not supposed to do that as a first aid tool.
2: I'm actually surprised this movie doesn't have some asshole being like, "We, product, we shouldn't be doing this," and then going the other way. It's yeah, it's because it, because it tries to be you know like realistic in any way it can. It kind of it's not going to just do like the obvious trope where you're going to have like that douchebag, right? Yeah,
0: but that douchebag does exist. Like that would be. If you've ever tried to coordinate like a group of friends to go out anywhere, it's, like herding <laughs> cats, there's six people who want to do one thing and one person who's just angry at every suggestion.
2: <laughs> Maybe like, only problems and no solution. Yeah. yeah. Maybe Jason would have been that person, but you know, oh, the bridge. Good
0: call. Yeah. Jason would have been that person. Yeah. And I he mean, paid he was for already such—he was such an asshole. But, like as soon as it starts, and he's arguing on camera with his fiance about how much he doesn't want to do the thing for his brother. It's like, well, you know that your brother's gonna see this part, right? Like, you know <laughs> yeah. your brother's gonna see you. You're like, on film. Like this is this, this evidence of why you shouldn't be engaged. Like. I feel like in
1: Manhattan, my move is run to the perimeter. Like, don't be in the middle of the corridor of buildings. Get to the edge, assess the direction the monster is moving, and then run behind its momentum in theory, because it would then be going away from me. I feel like that's what I'm trying to do. Because I can't swim across the fucking river. Like, I'm not going to do that. The bridge seems too compromised. The subway, maybe too scary. I feel like I'm staying above ground, getting to the edge, where there's only buildings on one side of me, and I'm trying to get behind it.
0: I mean, they were they did that kind of with the Brooklyn Bridge situation. But then but the, the monster
1: popped up. I, yeah, like, bridges are just too terrifying, though. Because, like, if it starts yeah. going down, well, you're fucked. There's so no the only
0: way you can get off of Manhattan is through bridges or tunnels. That's I, quite that's the thing. That's the no, I know. And that's why like I feel like I would give up on leaving Manhattan. Oh okay.
1: Yeah, like I feel like that would not be my strategy. And then I don't know, maybe try and steal a boat in a slip somewhere. Go, go to the boats.
0: Go, go to the, the boats. You could steal, you could steal the docked, uh, there's a docked warship. You could go steal that. Yeah, I I will figure out. <laughs> How to get that going? And Is, I, that, yeah. Is that story uh, You dollar? don't need to get it going. You just like shove it out. And then once it's got out floating at sea, you just let the current take you. Worst case scenario, they pick you up later. That's a good point. Yeah, you, you might have stolen stole a government warship. They're <laughs> going to
2: find you. All these scenarios and issues you guys are saying, it's just like, I would, of course I would die early. I hate New York anyway. I would, <laughs> I would just be like, this stupid city makes no sense. And I would just let it take me. Take me me away from New York, Chloe. (laughs) Let me be a sacrifice to your destruction of
1: New York. I embrace you, my sea god. (laughs) And like, I feel like I feel like that. I, I again, like thinking of like the side universes. There is definitely like this becomes an attack on Titan situation where there immediately springs up in other parts of the country a cult to worship the creature and say that like the Southern Baptist congregation is definitely saying that the creature is sent from God to punish the sinners in New York City.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, so, for sure. This becomes like this. This becomes. Proto QAnon. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This becomes
1: like in this election, this becomes like a wedge issue where it's like, are you pro monster or are you <laughs> it? like, okay, like Trump's for sure running on the pro monster platform. Oh God. There's very fine monsters. There's very fine <laughs> monsters out there. Oh my God.
0: <laughs> it's only the thing is, is that like, absurd. It's just just shy of absurd. Like. <laughs> Because, this, yeah, this creature Americans would be so fundamentally broken that we would worship a giant.
1: This stomping creature
0: monster would be at the This creature <laughs> would be
1: at the RNC. <laughs> Latoya goes head in hand. <laughs> I have to go. <laughs> Amanda, yeah, Amanda's already head in hand.
0: Um. Anyway, so <laughs> do you guys think that, like, reality index wise, Yes. So was Hud, like, a friend of his from college that Rob couldn't shake? Oh. Was Hud a next-door neighbor that, like, Rob didn't invite to the party but just showed up anyway? What's what's the backstory on Hud's existence? Yeah, they all that doesn't fit. They all say that, like, like, Rob and Hud are best friends. Like, Rob doesn't like him. No. Gary yeah. <laughs> obviously dislikes him.
1: I think they're frat brothers. I think they're frat brothers— and okay. he can't shake him. I think they had to live together for a number of years in a frat house. So they had a lot of forced time together and yeah. HUD became his parasite.
0: Oh, interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Rob is the monster just stomping around over, over his friend group, destroying things with Beth. And <laughs> yeah. kind of the days, HUD's the monster jumping off and killing Lizzie Kaplan. Yeah. that's <laughs> Yeah. I just yeah. like, I realized as I was watching this, I was like, TJ Miller saw Twister thought i should play dusty for every role of the rest of my career and that was it (laughs) (laughs) he is because he's got all of the least likable qualities of dusty without any of the likableness of philip seymour hoffman that is so he's dusty he's dusty he's just like all the all the weird uncomfortableness of dusty from twister
2: but without
0: any of the sweetness
1: but
2: actually threatening that moment where he surprised lizzie Kaplan knows who superman is (laughs) <laughs> oh yeah what so <laughs> believable so believable. believable and he's
0: like awestruck it's not just like he's like oh really he's just that Hey, you could hear his boner spring up like <laughs> she is the perfect woman to him
2: and then I he's just like, like have, <laughs> you, have you heard about Garfield <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I like her thinly veiled disdain for him really just yeah. does it for me for so much of
1: this movie. I mean, Lizzie Kaplan does disdain better than most.
0: Yeah, but
2: Awful in, disdain. In, a, in, a
0: lesser, in a lesser film, she would have come around on him a lot. Yeah, more.
2: right. Oh, you're really right. Yeah, that's another point to like the realism of the film where like, yeah, she saves his life from like one of the parasites, but like she's not in love with him now. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. No, and she, the fact that he's like, I just can't believe he came person. back for me and she's like, what kind of a person do you think I am that I wouldn't? And for him, he's like, this is romance. This She came <laughs> back for me because she I, she cares. And Lucy Kaplan's like, yeah, I'm not going to let another human die. And I love that disconnect between the two of them that for him it means so much. Like if they had survived, he would absolutely have thought like this is the lasting connection for their marriage. And oh, yeah. she would have been like, I never I'm moving to Chicago and I'm never speaking to any of you again.
1: <laughs> I like, and that's that's really the that's really the catch of a of a TJ Miller is for for all of the for all of the cringe of him being present, he does feel so realistic to a certain type of guy you never want around. They, yeah. like the interactions and the behavior they do feel very genuine. they, they yeah. like is it like the way he is with Lizzie Kaplan, his whole disposition, his like clearly hate the hate love di- dynamic between him and Rob, that is that is a person. That is a real human being that I have been avoiding my whole life. That's yeah. a real guy I've been avoiding my entire life. So for that, <laughs> It gets a lot of authenticity points. No, she,
0: I 100%, everything about him is real and horrifying. And again, going back to the part where it's like, (laughs) oh, the poor, the poor girl had to die with one of the last people she interacted with being HUD. She (laughs) had to explode. She had to explode for her troubles. She was not like, she did not die surrounded by friends and loved ones. It was (laughs) HUD. It was
1: HUD. So now my, my, my Cloverfield, my, my additional Cloverfield question is as Amanda, as someone who spent a considerable amount of time in New York was like, was the New York of it, was the New York geography of it effective for you? Like, did yeah, you I tried like to New track York it. people moving through New York City?
0: Um. Yeah, I tried to track it because I was like, I was really curious about that. Um, yeah. Since I was able to pause and fast forward and rewind this time and it pretty much tracked. Okay, I did really enjoy good. So they're like the part where they come out of the subway station directly into a department store is real. That is the best subway stop in the world. It is 59th Street? You can walk directly into Bloomingdale's men's department. <laughs> <laughs> like, one of where the they exits. should have got shoes for Jessica Lucas. Well, that's when they walk out. That's when they they're like, why is it so bright? And then it's the 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 like ward. The military setup yeah thing. and
1: Lizzie's lizzie's on the downhill at that and, point point. Yeah, and at
0: that point lizzie is bleeding she is the she eyes. is not yes. well <laughs> yeah i got it like of all of the places when you have blood like the eyes mm-hmm. that's the one that's truly the most horrifying right like yeah, coming out the nose match. or the ears is like well that's bad but eyes <laughs> yeah. but I, eyes. Don't, I don't even know like I know that my head isn't a closed I know that the eye socket isn't a closed system, but in my head it's a little bit of closed system. Yes. So if there's blood like there's just not just like blood hanging out back there, like yeah. in my head. Yeah. So if there's a situation where blood is flowing outward like tears, something has gone horribly awry inside of that casing. That's
1: a very good point.
0: <laughs> and using the word casing really
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> thank you. Truly <Yeah. laughs> really upsetting. Yeah, well, yeah, you know, it's all just meat casing. We're all just, we're all just oh. sausages. Do we think? Because, like, our our final our our
1: our last com- collection of people at the end, <laughs> like Jason's been Jason's gone. He's dead. Jessica Lucas is rescued. Yes, she survived. Yeah.
2: The black person survives. survives this movie. She is the yes. sole survivor
1: of of the group. And our 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 people at the end are. um are our hero going to save Beth and, and HUD. Do we think HUD even makes it that far? Is that realistic? that oh, Hud did would make,
0: make it, it in that? Mm, does uh-oh. that character
2: make it that far into the journey? He also should have died before the looting began.
0: Yes. Yes. But here's what I will say. <clears throat> Having seen now who does and does not get COVID in this pandemic. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, Nature loves to spare the idiots. <laughs> yes. I don't know, man. Like, I would say normally no, he doesn't. But I, my faith in, like, that is gone. And so I kind of, like, I can totally see Hud walking down the street and, like, a refrigerator falling out of a window right behind him and him not right. even noticing. Yeah. So, so, yeah, I vote yes that he okay. does survive it that far. Okay. Um, But I don't think he'd be, I, I, I don't think that, I think that at some point Rob would have been like, dude, why don't you stay back? Yeah, yeah, like try and like let's let's get this guy
1: out of here.
2: Yeah, what yeah. do you think? Yeah, yeah. Now that you say it like that, yeah, wow. it makes it he, well, And the way he dies is fitting. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. I like yeah.
0: that the monster's like,
2: I don't want anything to do with you. Like the monster
0: <laughs> checks him out, tastes him, and is like that tastes like T.J. Miller, and then spits it out onto the ground <laughs> and lets
2: him die. I appreciate that. Good taste there, monster. Um, Although I, like, Rob's yelling for him to come on When he's, like, frozen waiting for, Like, what's he trying to do when he runs? The monster's gonna get him Like, come yeah, on Yeah,
1: yeah like, wh- like, what are you doing, Hud? It's like, well, I mean it, it Having nothing to do with him personally He has really no choice in this moment Like, yeah. he's just How did that just... monster
0: sneak up on them? Like, they were <laughs> yeah. at that point Walking through the field They knew it was like They knew they were there They're in the middle of Central Park or whatever How what did that monster surprise them? Did it
2: have, like, a stealth mode engaged? Yeah.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. Because every single
1: step that that thing took, you would feel. Every breath it took, you would hear. Like, yeah, yeah. Is, is stealth mode engage? Is is it finding it necessary to creep up on six foot tall people in order to have a competitive <laughs> advantage? I'm just
2: imagining it prancing. Paws up, yes. Ah, Clovy.
1: Totally, totally realistic that that creature does live. yeah, totally real like you can't like if they had if they had if they had gotten rid of it, a, it would have ended the Cloverfield universe because it would have been like, oh, well, that's putting a point on it. But yeah. like I appreciate that our our human weapons, I always appreciate when our human ne- human weapons make no impact in the face of uh, extraordinary unclassifiable yeah. uh, biology.
0: Super on board with it not not being killed until they, like, potentially with Operation Hammer down. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I didn't... One thing I was like, "Whoa!" is that they took, like, the sightseeing tour helicopter route out of Manhattan. Oh! Which, which seemed like a predictable outcome would be that the monster would grab the flying helicopter while yeah. flailing through the air. I believed that the monster would grab it. I just <laughs> was wondering why that was the flight pattern that they took. Like, that... I had no questions about whether or not that monster would end up trying to, to eat it. It's a baby. It puts things in its mouth.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Maybe the pilot got the parasite bite and it was like, he was like eye bleeding. And, they didn't and I he am- was about to go kaboom anyway, so. Okay,
1: Spiraling there, yeah. down. Yeah, the baby the baby puts things in its mouth and the baby also likes things that are flying around. So that seems yeah. like a ton of fun.
0: <laughs> yeah, It's just like you basically are just like, hey, let's fly this toy right by the baby monster. <laughs> well, what do you think is going to happen, guys? You're going to end up crashing the helicopter. And of
1: course, the and and as always, in true disaster fashion, the answer is blow it up. The answer is the answer is bombs. From tornadoes, from weather events to monsters, the answer is always a bomb. Or is bomb, it the it? answer? Yeah, you always blow <laughs> <Yeah>. it up. <laughs> the assumption is always the bomb, regardless of whether or not it is the answer.
0: Yeah, you got to at least try it once or twice. <laughs> just <laughs> like, like, how nu- how you know nuke Manhattan once or twice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> how do you know it's not going to blow it up?
2: You know? How do you know it's not going
0: to work until you try it?
2: Yeah, you should do double nukes just to just to be yeah. like sure. Well, yeah.
0: they don't nuke. They don't nuke it though because the
1: the. Camera survive the camera does survive
2: the camera does survive
1: so i guess they are sparing the tri-state area which they should have
0: i would think you're like let new jersey go it's whatever man yeah it just seems like that would be if look if i am trying to kill a giant insect baby creature (laughs) yeah i'm not normally pro nuke but that might be the situation in which it's called for do we feel like
1: do we feel like we've addressed the reality questions of this one enough to move on to the what it's really about?
2: Yeah, I think we we talk reality. Yeah. yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. then, what what is Cloverfield really about?
2: Hipsters, baby.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Here it is, man.
1: Hipsters, baby. That's the tagline. That's the tagline for this episode.
2: It, it's about what happens when you aspire to more when you're not ready for it. Rob mm. wasn't ready to be a VP. Jason wasn't ready to be married and they died. You're yes, right. This
0: is good. I like that. He
2: wasn't ready to like tell Beth he loved
1: her. He, he, you're right. Yeah. HUD, were... wasn't, hasn't, Hud wasn't ready to have a relationship with a human being. <laughs> Jessica Lucas was not ready to get married.
0: Yeah.
2: To that she's, she survived though. So she's good. Right. Yeah. Yeah.
0: She she could be married, and that's why she got out of that got out of there. Yeah.
2: She was ready to get married <laughs> to Rob, but you know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know, I hope she moved on and found a nice girl somewhere, and realized that neither of those brothers were ever for her.
2: Absolutely,
1: <laughs> Amanda. What about for you? What is Cloverfield really about?
0: Uh, yeah, I'm going with gentrification, okay. which is really the thing that has ruined most of Manhattan at this point. Is and any of like the remaining character that Manhattan had. It is about the gentrification of Manhattan. Um, First, you've got a predominantly white group of people running around, white, like 20-somethings running around the city in lower Manhattan, which used to be very, like, a a lower-income, ethnically diverse region. And instead, you've got, like, a bunch of these horrible, very austere glass high-rises going up. Um, And then you have, so you've got that one of the keys to me, what tipped me off was the Sephora because Sephoras have been going, go into I all I was these really li- hoping Sephora would come into this. It does. That's I, When I saw the Sephora, I was like, gentrification because <laughs> it's about like the Sephora. One of the most striking things is that this isn't really gentrification. Well, this is kind of gentrification. So on Fifth Avenue, um, the publishing company that F. Scott Fitzgerald and Hemingway used, oh. um, Scribner <clears throat> and Sons has okay. this beautiful old 1920s design building. And the ground floor is now a Sephora. <laughs> yes. And it is so much dissonance, like cognitive dissonance, right there. Um, so yeah, so just like these big brands coming in, these hipsters, like the Beth is living at her her dad's nice, shiny, brand new high rise. Right. Columbus, right. The Columbus Circle building development was all pretty new back then. Yeah. So. Super expensive luxury high rises. None of this is authentic Manhattan. And what are all they, all these white hipsters, trying to do? They're trying to get across the bridge to Brooklyn. You're right. You're and when really they can't right. Get across the bridge to Brooklyn, and that b- stops becoming an option. Then they're like, I guess we'll just stay in the city then. And all that they do is they run around and they endanger other people. <laughs> and the only time that we see any minorities is like one Russian guy who runs up and starts yelling at them at HUD probably yelling at him to be like, you've driven my rent up too high. Or you see see minorities looting, which is like, that's obviously the only view that these Manhattan people, like these new Manhattan people have of them. And then at the end of all of it, they die in like the nice grassy public space and they die by an ancient, like a creature that is basically a giant cranky baby that's running around leveling historic buildings. They die at the hand of gentrification itself. Look at that! Look at that! It Amazing. rose, it rose
1: from the Hudson to Im- to manifest as yeah. violent gentrification, and it paid them all back.
0: So basically, <laughs> in the end, the only way to stop gentrification is to uh, is is to nuke it. <laughs> <laughs> Could be true. Could be true. Oh yeah, sure. Jason. Jason would have been a nimby for sure it took me a second because I remembered, like, yes, I know Lodge, but I had a brief moment I was like, Are we talking about Jason the producer? And I was like,
3: No, right, right, right. There's
1: a
0: Jason in this movie. Producer Jason. Oh, yeah. NIMBY bastard.
3: It's I've I've been having a hard time with it all episode. Every time every time I hear that, I'm like, oh man, they're saying mean things about my name again. <laughs> damn, well, damn according
2: it. according to the Wikipedia, his nickname is Hawk, but like no one everyone calls him Jason the entire movie because like their last name is Hawkins. But like oh, everyone he calls he him Jason the calls entire movie. Hawk. Yeah,
0: that's he tells for him people too. his nickname in college was Hawk, and that yeah. is not the case.
1: Yeah. He can <laughs> he he is the one who's like, oh Jason, but you can call me Hawk. And they're like, oh, uh, I I won't, but like no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> call me, call me Hawk. Um <sighs> Oh God. Yeah, that that just he uh, yeah, that confirms all the all the bad things we already know about him. So I Jordan, am th- what do you
0: think this is about? Yeah,
1: this movie for me, this movie is about this movie is about the imminent financial collapse of okay. New York City, and subsequently the United States, and furthermore the world, as you know, as as the elements that you have just talked about, Amanda, have come into play, and as this as the city is like in a peak financial, reaping the reaping the benefits of the inflated housing bubble that is about to blow up and take all of Lower Manhattan with it. And therefore, so many people's uh, livelihoods and retirements that are associated with it. This movie is a product of that anxiety of the impending doom, and the only way we could wrap our brains around the scope of what was about to happen was by encasing that anxiety, was giving making that anxiety manifest in a un, unforeseeable city-destroying monster that would leave everybody going, how could this happen? What has happened here? This doesn't make any sense. When our arrogance to assume that everything was going to be okay and that business would just continue as usual, humming along at a high pitch forever, was a product of hubris. And therefore, this is just a tease. This is the literal look. This is the image what is it a rendered look at the the existential terror that would rain down on the city just a year just a just months really later in the form of the financial collapse yeah
0: is what I i'm like that at. i yeah. like imagining the financial collapse as the, as the as the giant alien baby monster <laughs> yeah. yeah i i yeah, feel that's... i feel good about the work that we've done here on yeah. that I think all three really converge on each other. Yeah. All three of these kind of are are of the same sort of like ilk. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, the
2: problem is hipsters.
0: Yes. Yeah. 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 The problem is at the end of the day, man. Finance bro hipsters who aren't ready for what they have in life and who are gentrifying neighborhoods that they shouldn't be in. Yeah.
1: And you are just going to join companies and be complicit in weird perversions
0: of science and nature and be like, it's a job. I did it. Yeah. Yep. The ethical, the the if you will, joining a company that then works on fixing bread prices in Canada. (laughs) That's that whole just good
1: wholesome fun there. Just
0: good (laughs) wholesome fun, Mayor Pete. (laughs) Uh. (laughs) Fixing Why not? Why not, Mayor Pete would absolutely like, that the the group he worked for would also have been like finding the exact right amount of like <laughs> that magical nectar to put into the drinks to maximize profits while minimizing like the amount they have to use in it mm-hmm. to make it more addictive. They'd be like, "Well, if we he would he would
2: absolutely run numbers on that." <laughs> Mayor-, uh- Mayor Pete woke the sea monster. <laughs> 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 he would he would absolutely run numbers on that.
1: Where's Pete? He's running the numbers on the sneaker. Woke, woke the sea monster. <laughs> so right. then, yeah, that How brings us to dream casting. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. To dream casting, who wants to kick it off? I'm having a very hard time just not doing the thing. It's become so much fun to just say, put the cast of Riverdale in something. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to do that, but that's where my mind goes. So I want to hear from you guys.
0: Okay, well, do you,
2: guess first. Let's wait, do you have one? Are you uh, guys casting this? I feel like, okay, so I am replacing Rob with mm-hmm. a woman. Great. Love the swap. That woman is Mackenzie Davis.
0: Oh, oh my God. No! So she's going to punch the sea monster
1: in the face. House favorite Mackenzie Davis. Happy okay. to hear anytime. Truly
3: hero of the podcast.
2: Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes so I, I'm not going to change bad. So it is Mackenzie Davis coming to save her beloved Odette Annabelle? Yes.
1: Yes, and literally every woman is lusting after her, so that makes total sense that Jessica Lucas would also want to be dating Mackenzie Davis. Yes, Yes, it's better already.
2: Yeah, Yeah. it's better already. It's better already. Yeah, it's fine that like her, her, like her blonde brother Mike Vogel just dies. It's okay. (laughs) Uh, As I have Rosetta Stone piece of casting right there. As again, I have listened to your podcast. Uh, We are recasting Hud, and we're recasting him as Miles Teller. And okay. I have an apology in that I kind of love Miles Teller. Okay. All he's, right. You're
0: allowed one trash choice. Yeah, he's
2: my trash love.
1: <laughs> I, one I have, of her coworkers. That is one yeah. of her trash loves as well. And we no
2: never stopped for, coming down on her yeah. on it. I have okay. no feelings for Ansel Elgore, like, whatever. <laughs> but Miles Teller, like, yeah, he's my trash love. So he can be HUD now. Yeah, but... Everything else is the same. We could have more like notable party goers too. Oh. Yeah. yeah. The entirety of yellow card can be there this time. <laughs> the cast- yeah,
3: the we'll cast- get the entirety of no. yellow card. We'll get like all time low. You know, we can throw in <laughs> yeah, uh, sleeping with sirens, you know, whoever whatever little uh that era band you want.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Jason had a very emo odds, of course. <laughs> Who didn't look
3: <laughs> <laughs> Did I dye my hair black? Yes. Did it look terrible? <laughs> yes.
0: But with the light pigment
1: of your hair, I bet the black really took and didn't require like a ton of pigment stripping, like and, and a hostile amount of it.
3: Oh, no, I've, I've colored my hair a few times, and I've never had to do much prep work for it. The problem is that the color fades pretty fast because my hair has always been really fine. Uh, and so whatever coloring I do to my hair is is only going to last for about a month.
0: Oh. The, the, the emo fades the black hair in the middle of Utah, Jason. God bless you.
3: I, I I have pictures still, and it's atrocious. It was long and it was black. <laughs>
0: no.
3: And my skin was pale and yep. had acne. <laughs> oh.
1: <laughs> Traveling back in time, going into into the file the the file folder of the what is it the scrapbook with Jason J yeah. on the top. I
3: made all my oh Facebook my photos private for a reason.
1: Oh yeah. <laughs> All right, so then,
0: um, Amanda. Yeah. Yes, Amanda. Is I'm that where right? you're... Your, I'm stealing your dream casting from last week, and I am remaking this as uh, YouTubers or TikTokers.
1: I I personally loved my choice to do that. Yeah. so I, love I think your- that was
0: genius, and I would absolutely... The Paul brothers are in this. Both the Paul brothers die in it, though. That's right. Instead, instead, just one brother dying on the Brooklyn Bridge. Like, both the Paul brothers die... Um, probably one of them dies like trying to lick one of the little like small monsters or something stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know who. I've, I don't know any other TikTokers or YouTubers or <laughs> anything. But like the, the who's whom among them? I know there's one who just like got two million dollars or something stupid. Jo like it, was it JoJo Siwa? She can jo- be jo- one of them. She <laughs> can yell a lot. Uh huh. Uh huh. Um, but yeah. So just like eh, youths. <laughs> and so. But the thing is, is that so instead of it being a video camera, they'd all be live streaming it, and this would have been—they would have been, went up nuking Manhattan, and this would all have been pulled from the cloud. Oh, okay, okay. So they're, they've all been like live streaming and you know, TikTokking and stuff. <laughs> live streaming and the the TikTokking, the the ins and outs, the what have yous. Yeah, you know yeah. what the kids do. <laughs> what do <laughs> the kids do? Whatever the kids are doing these days, that's what they'd be doing, and so and that would be like instead of having this whole construct of like. Oh, I'm gonna hold on to this for for testimonials, which was like weird. <laughs> I agree. I agree that was a weird thing to do because like mm, he's never gonna watch it. Um, instead, it's so he said that they were it's all never under. gonna watch it. Their entirety, the entirety of their being is that these are people who just like stream their lives. So yeah, why wouldn't they? And so then you would also get different parts of the city. Like you could also get little bits of side narrative of like Jeffrey Star, like. Lying there with rebar through his chest, and then he's live streaming, and, and then he's and then he's live streaming. So yeah, wow. so that's my that would be my how I cast that one. I, I, I'm, I'm
1: so riding high on the idea of Mackenzie Davis still. That's a great idea.
0: Mackenzie Davis is a great insert into anything. Yeah. Yeah,
1: It's a real, like what a, what a, what a definitive choice. Um, I feel like, like you saying the YouTubers, I'm going to dip into that. I'm going to make, I'm going to make HUD. I'm going to split HUD into two characters and it's going to be the Paul brothers. And they're going to be a terrible duo. (laughs) And as, and, and they'll both, and they'll both die. Like that we'll, we'll see that that will happen. I, I like the I I got it like Mackenzie Davis is so in my mind now. It's like You're hard for me to get past that. Like, I, yeah. I feel like that's that's sort of I like the I like the ensemble nature of, of the way this movie worked where everybody sort of felt like they were the same level of recognizable at the time with Lizzie Kaplan being a bit a bit more so than the rest. But like, I don't know, I might just have to stick with I might just have to stick with Latoya's casting on this and be like, you know what? I cannot I cannot. Go askew from Mackenzie Davis in this role, and having her go after Annabelle A- A- Odette Annabelle. And
2: yes. <laughs> I love how you keep switching it. I know. I,
1: I keep like I, I'm like mixing up all of her names in my head, I, like Annabelle Odette and Yustman, and I'm not like I my for some reason the mainframe is not working. It's not putting the names together <laughs> in correct order. Um, but, back into
0: the mainframe. Yeah, back
1: into the mainframe. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, I'm going to let that ride and I'm going to stick with that and just throw the Paul brothers in there to become cannon fodder. Okay. Or it's just straight up Lizzie Kaplan is the one going to going to Odette and we can put, you know, we can put respectable other actors in the role of, of Lizzie Kaplan being utterly overwhelmed. Make Charlene Yee Lizzie Kaplan. Upgrade her from party goer to Lizzie Kaplan and send Lizzie Kaplan after after Odette. Okay.
0: I like oh, that great. too, yeah. All right, so now we've got Towering Infernos. How many? How do you give many? This
1: one? Yeah, how many Towering Infernos out of five do you give to Cloverfield, Latoya?
2: Uh, so again, I had not really fully watched this until, since seeing it in the theater, and I was just like, wow, I, I this movie does still slap. Uh, yes. It is a mumblecore monster movie, and I love that. I'm going to give it five. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah, All right. right. Mumblecore monster movie. TJ Miller sucks, but like the, the movie knows he sucks too. Yeah, so.
0: yeah.
2: yeah
1: no, nice that's job. that's like, they sure. do
0: a good job of making sure they're like, well, we couldn't get Seth Rogen to be charming, so we get TJ Miller to be insufferable instead. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> he kind of it like Seth Rogen kind of is like the like the the lawful good of of his cha- of TJ's chaotic evil.
0: Yeah. No, TJ Miller is the RC cola of. <laughs> Poor RC Cola. Okay, yeah, in fa- yeah, in fairness, RC Diet Cola is actually pretty good because it's made with like sucralose instead of as aspartame. But is that you know, a scene like- nectar Yeah, it's made with yeah. yeah. He's like, he's just the he's when you can't get the one you want, <laughs> you get stuck with TJ Miller, and you're just like, yeah, that'll that'll work, I guess.
1: stuck with RC Cola.
0: Yeah. So how many towering infernos is it
1: for you, Amanda?
0: You know, I actually liked it better the second time than I th- I hadn't seen it either since I saw it in theaters. And I forgot like how affecting
2: it is. How much he it affects you by
0: the end. I remember I was, like
2: I was I, really sad at, in the final scene. I was like, I don't the one I was like, I don't think I care about this love story. And then I'm like, oh no, they love each other so <laughs> much. <Yeah. laughs>
1: I mean yeah, that is a like, devastating. the the inclusion of the clips of their of their relationship yeah. and happier days into the edit is so good. and the conclusion of them on like a Ferris wheel where you know she says it was you know I had a good day and he's just so pleased by that and he's so happy. they did a very good job of 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 really pulling at the heartstrings by the end of that movie.
0: Yeah, I appreciated that the, the in the movie the military doesn't edit those little bits out. They're like, no, <laughs> you guys are gonna see. Not only are you going to see what happened in in the Cloverfield incident, but you're also gonna get a stirring love story. Here's their backstory, guys. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thank you, military.
1: You're right. Yeah, yeah going, you're right. I'm
0: going, I'm going I'm going four on this. I really I I didn't know I going into it, I wasn't sure it was gonna hold up on a rewatch because I know everything that happens, but it worked. It was good. So four, Jordan? It's a
1: four for me. I feel like yeah. a really strong, really strong four. And for it was a very it was a very presumptuous marketing campaign they went on with this. And it was yeah. like, you know what, we're just gonna hook people with this untitled JJ Abrams project and it's gonna work. And it was so setting itself up to be like, really guys, you went through all that trouble for like a shitty monster movie. And it was like, All right, you you really had you really had an ace in your hand. And I had a great time watching this movie when I first saw it. And it does, it holds up. Totally
0: holds up. You know good what? Point. I'm 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 doing a 4.5. because I remember how scared I was last night afterwards. Boom! Yeah, 4.5. <laughs> Look at that. Yeah, I just I just like in my head I'm just saying and I'm like I gave it a 4, but for like 20 minutes afterward I was just unsettled by the prospect that a monster was going to appear. So, 4.5.
1: Amazing. I think it's totally I think it's totally deserved. One maybe one day, maybe one day uh, we can get you to watch 10 Cloverfield
2: Lane. It's it's really good, Amanda. Which is
0: my favorite. So- here is my thing though is even beyond the aliens I'm pissed off because I wanted more within this universe like I want the like epic- a, tr- a
2: true sequel.
0: I want a true sequel oh, okay. or I want like the from like in the pentagon as they're trying to figure out what's happening like mm-hmm. that movie. I wanted more from within this universe and I think part of why I didn't have any interest in the other ones was because I was like screw you. I don't I don't want other things that you're saying are related because you think I'll care because like the brand is strong. I want more from this narrative. I think there's a little bit of me that resents it.
3: John Goodman in a bomb shelter.
0: Mary Elizabeth Winstead in a bomb
3: shelter. Also Mary Elizabeth Winstead. John
0: Goodman in a bomb shelter, I would just watch
1: Roseanne episodes.
3: Uh,
1: (laughs) You know what? I'm changing my casting and I'm just making Mary Elizabeth Winstead. into into Rob. That's it. That's the fun. I like that too. It's Mary Elizabeth I mean I feel like it's a real it's it's only possible because of what you suggested, Latoya. I feel like they are cosmic compliments to one another. Mackenzie Davis and Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Mary Elizabeth Winstead is going after Beth and she's gonna fucking save her. And you know what? They're gonna get off the island because Mary Elizabeth Winstead is not going to accept anything else.
2: Also, we need a true sequel to Cloverfield starring Jessica Lucas. Because again, yes. she survived. She yes.
0: survived. She survived. Maybe she finds Ben Feldman. She does. <laughs> she not, like, not, not as like a romantic thing. Maybe they just become friends. They become buddies, roommates. They, you know, talk about what, what they've lost. They move on. He helps her accept the fact that she's a lesbian. Like anything, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and then monsters. And then monsters. Yeah, good okay,
1: movie. good. I, I think we've really arrived we've really arrived at at the 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 right, the existentially correct conclusions to this. <laughs> and we didn't pick a movie for next week yet. So Latoya, no. you are free to not sit here and listen to us decide what we're going to watch next week if you would like to if you would like to bow out.
2: I
0: mean, I'm fascinated.
2: I want to know. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah.
0: Okay, but before we do, let's because let's make sure, what do you got coming up? What, yes. Where can people find you? How can where you promote can yourself? Like, what do what do people want to be looking out for, for in the future from you? Whatever.
2: Uh, yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Lafergs, L-A-F-E-R-G-S. I do not have Instagram. I apologize. I'm not taking photos. Um, <laughs> and from there, you can find all of my writing. Uh, right now, I am currently reviewing the fifth season of Lucifer uh, on the AB Club. Hell yeah. Uh, yeah. Nice. So, and you can also listen to my uh, Vampire Diaries rewatch slash first watch podcast, oh, the Vampire Diaries. Uh, that's at AmpDiariesPod.com, com at ampdiariespod on Twitter. Well, okay. So does that mean then are you going through the whole series? Yes, and also oh, the originals shit. and also
1: legacies. Well, it's okay. So this is so this is uh come join me for the next six years while
2: I talk about <laughs> all of these shows. Yes,
3: I respect right. that.
2: All right. That's right. Long game it. I mean, we have already, because we started recording our episodes in April because we were like, we got nothing else to do. Right, we've right. already recorded the first three seasons. We're still like dropping, like, yeah, we've recorded the first three seasons. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. we watch like two episodes, like for each podcast episode. So, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cool.
1: Hi, dog. <laughs> yeah, that is and that's my that's my sister's dog in the background. Kimber says hi, everybody.
3: Also, I do want to say uh, one thing I did enjoy La- Latoya was uh, your your uh, reviews and and recaps of the Doom Patrol episodes uh, this season. So if anyone's like just freshly getting into Doom Patrol,
1: that's for Vulture, correct? Correct, yes. Yes, yes. Doom Patrol recaps up on Vulture.
3: Doom Patrol on Home Box Office Maximum. They just put it on. It's a very good show. <laughs> I have friends that work on it, and so I'd love for them to stay employed, but I also selfishly really just want to keep watching that show. Uh, so if anyone <laughs> wants to watch it and also read LaToya's recaps, great companion.
1: There you go. There you yeah. go. Ideal, ideal setup. <laughs>
0: thank
1: you, thank you. Yes, <laughs> of course. do it. Watch Doom Patrol. Now, what does that? Now we've arrived at the end of our our Cloverfield conversation, Amanda. What does that set up for us on the next episode?
0: All right, coming up next week, we have Stonehenge Apocalypse.
1: <laughs>
0: I bet you didn't see
1: that coming, everybody.
0: You know, as as happens, you've got Stonehenge, you've got apocalypses. Why not? Yes. So Stonehenge Apocalypse. Um, that is features Misha Collins from um, from what is it, it was, with the brothers. Supernatural. Thank you. Yes, (laughs) You picked it out because of him and you didn't even know the show. (laughs) I forgot the name of the show for a second. I'm having a... I have been waking up every day for the past three weeks at 6.30 to do a six-hour Zoom call for training for work. So my brain is just shy of whatever was leaking out of Lizzie Kaplan's eyes at the end. (laughs) Like... I mean he'll there
1: also in this movie and that's 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 only good
0: things. I don't know who that pre- I I just know that and Peter Wingfield. I got real excited about about those two. Yeah, great. Um, and the premise of this is when a group of archaeologists dig up a human skeleton near the historical monuments of Stonehenge, an ancient piece of machinery hidden beneath the bedrock is discovered. Not knowing what it could be, the workers accidentally trigger the mechanism and start a chain of events that may very well end the world as we know it. As we all- yeah, well, we know that, you know, archaeologists, when they're handling things, they just, you know, accidentally trigger mechanisms all the time. <laughs> yeah. So that is available. I mean, most importantly, it is available on Tubi. Most importantly. Tubi. Tubi. Yeah. Tubi. You've also got Vudu and Amazon and iTunes. But let's be real. We, we roll hard for Tubi out here. We uh, do. And, oh, yeah. yeah. We would, Tubi is our death call.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> We're answering the call, Tubi. <laughs> So you can watch that and we'll be back with that for next week. Um, so once again, thank you so much for coming. This was so great to have you on and to finally like see, speak to you as a person instead of on Twitter.
3: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> She's a awesome.
0: All the time via disasters. Hell yeah, <laughs> Disasters and blind
1: spot, not a disaster. Great program.
3: Uh,
0: yeah, for, for me, it's, it, it's wrestling and like random t- teen shows is really where it comes down to for with me and Latoya.
2: <laughs> There's something for everybody with me. Yeah.
0: There you you really are. Just like it's a cornucopia of interest. She's a
3: four quadrant kind of writer.
0: <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah. We,
1: we each are like, we each have cited very distinctly, me, Amanda, and producer Jason have decided, cited very distinctly different things for being like, Latoya's great at this. <laughs> so
0: that
2: speaks the to trills, the renaissance of spot, wrestling as a whole <laughs> yeah.
0: so okay. many things
2: um, talk about mandy moore which is crazy oh true <laughs> <laughs> which Hi. is crazy
3: um, i can't
1: think we didn't cast mandy moore into this fuck <laughs> i mean you already have a oh, Mandy moore
0: like, can be oh, the mandy the moore could be stuff. beth yeah <laughs> there we go there it is yeah. mckenzie davis is off to find mandy moore because Mandy Moore's big eyes, looking all sad, trapped. Can you imagine her voice work for like that phone call, My being, God, being I- like, "Robin, Robin"? I would be. <laughs> I'm so cold, Robin. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> uh, Amanda where can the people find you online
0: Jason's done with this now <laughs> no
3: I'm just I'm just I'm just lending a helping you're hand
0: just producing it along. You just produce you're producing it, it while we're sidetracking entirely demanding more fan fiction okay so Drop you can find candy. me I'm Amanda R. Tubbs and that's Tubbs with two B's um, <laughs>
1: and uh, Jordan where can we find you uh, you can find me on Twitter at JorCrew J-O-R-C-R-U and then dip on over to that Patreon as well uh, cr- uh patreon.com slash cruciola and read my writings and hey oh, yeah. maybe
0: give some money
3: there you go nice and jason uh you can find me on twitter and instagram at jason halftones i've got you know art and uh hot takes about batman and suicide squad
0: okay uh podcast is disaster underscore pod on twitter we're disaster girls at gmail.com Um, You can find our lists on Letterboxd as well uh, under uh, Disaster Girls. So, yeah, yeah, that's everything. We'll see you all back next week for Stonehenge Apocalypse. Thanks for joining
3: (laughs) us, LaToya, and thanks for listening, everyone. Thank you
0: so much. Bye, guys.
3: might be you never know